I have a whole sermon prepared, and I don't feel like I can preach that sermon this morning. Um, when Cindy and Steve came up to read uh, for Advent, uh, for this idea of peace, one of the verses that they read was uh, Psalm 85, verse 10, that says, uh, steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. And as, as Cindy was reading that, it just kept going over and over and over in my mind. That is what Advent is. This idea that steadfast love and faithfulness meet and righteousness and peace kiss each other. This is not just a time for tacit reflection. This is not just a time to do the things that we always do. It's not a time to just get into the rut of the Christmas season. It's not just a time to come here every Sunday and listen to the readings and watch the candle being lit and going home and not being changed. Every Advent season, we should find ourselves being changed. And the reason we should find ourselves being changed is because of the message of hope and peace that was delivered to us by God's angels on the night that Jesus Christ was born. All of us know this passage, that there were shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and they were frightened. And the angel said, fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. All people. For this day in the city of David, a Savior has been born. And you will know him when you go to Bethlehem. And you find a child wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Nothing about Advent is normal. Nothing about Advent has anything to do with most of what we think of when we talk about the Christmas season. It has to do with good tidings of great joy for all people where steadfast love and faithfulness meet, where righteousness and peace kiss each other. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace. And there are a few translations of what this um, on earth peace means. What follows that? Most of us know it as goodwill toward men or goodwill to men. Most of us have heard that one, right? Goodwill to men. And that's true. When we think of peace, we want to think of goodwill to men. There are 32 countries right now that are actively at war with each other, with other countries. Civil war. Terroristic war. Religious war. It's always our prayer that the arrival of Jesus Christ would bring with it a peace 
on earth that might cause people to know who he is and by knowing who he is to stop the fighting. But it's not just countries and wars. It's individuals. It's relationships. Jesus Christ came so that we could have peace with one another. I had a relationship with my brother that was strained for years. We never got back to being brothers before he died. There was no peace in that relationship. No matter how hard I tried, no matter how hard he tried, because I was focused on myself, because he was focused on himself, instead of being focused on Jesus Christ, the bringer of peace. Peace on earth, goodwill to men, is one of the ways that the words in the Hebrew and the Greek are translated. Another is on earth peace with those with whom God has found favor. And this is the important one. Because Jesus Christ not only came to try to bring us peace in our relationships. He came primarily to help us to know peace with God. The Bible tells us that if we do not know God, we are His enemy. If we do not serve God, we are His enemy. We are at war with God if we don't know Him. Jesus Christ came in the form of a human being, emptied himself. We saw that last week. He emptied himself of everything. He did not see being like God or being God to be something to be grasped while he was here doing his work on earth. His whole purpose was to put us at peace with God the Father. To remove that enmity that was created in Genesis chapter 3. This is our time. This is the time when we should not just be looking at the birth of Jesus Christ the way we do every other year. Because the world is so much worse off now than I can ever remember it being. Now is the time to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. And that's what the shepherds did. After the angels left, they headed straight towards Bethlehem. And everybody that they encountered along the way, they told them what happened. We just saw angels in the sky telling us that the Savior is born and that He's going to bring peace. And then they saw Jesus. They probably talked to Mary and to Joseph. 
And they worshiped him. And then when they left, the Bible says that they left glorifying God for all that they had seen and heard. What do we look like to our families, to our friends, to our communities, to our coworkers, to our fellow students? What do we look like? Are we the same as everybody else? Oh, Christmas is coming. Oh, let's do the presents and let's do the tree and let's do this and let's do that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with any of those things. But if our friends, our family, our community does not see in us glory to God in the highest, then what are we doing? We must share Christ with people. We must share Christ with people in the things that we say and the things that we tell them. Hey, let me tell you about what Jesus Christ did for me. Let me tell you where He brought me from and what He has brought me to. And even more than that, we need to be the light of Jesus Christ. We need to shine, not hide. We need to be out front of this whole thing. Showing people the effect that Jesus has on lives. So that they can know that He is the truth. So that they can know that He is the Savior. We've got a couple more weeks of Advent. And we talk about Advent being a time of hope and peace and joy and love. Are people seeing that in us? Are people seeing steadfast love and faithfulness meeting? Are people seeing righteousness and peace kissing each other? Because Jesus came to bring righteousness. And because He brings righteousness, we know the peace of God that passes all understanding. We need to share that with everyone that we can because the time is short. One day Jesus will come. One day Jesus will sit in judgment over the whole world and then it will be too late. I thank you all, all of you, for all of the things that you do. The things you do inside this church, the things that you do outside of this church. And I want to encourage you to think about Jesus' birth much differently this year than you have in years past. Think of Jesus' birth as the start of your righteousness and your peace and show that peace 
to everyone that you meet. Can we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time that we are able to gather to worship you, to sing songs for you, to pray with you. Father, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. We thank you that you were willing to sacrifice your only Son so that we could know peace with you. Father, help us to get out of the rut of thinking about Advent the way we've always thought about it. Give us the courage and the strength to be like the shepherds, telling everyone they met about what they'd seen and heard. Father, the Bible says that the people they talked to were perplexed. Let us perplex people. Let us get them asking questions about who you are and why we have the peace that we have with you. Father, we thank you for your forgiveness, your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your love. And we thank you that you have put people into our lives with whom we can share Jesus Christ. Open our hearts and our minds to do that sharing. Open their hearts and their minds to hear the message of hope and peace and joy and love. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. As you leave this place today, be the shepherds. God bless you this week.